seconds to LOST drift. Discovery, your goal for APU shutdown on time. Hello, hello, and welcome. Normally I don't do that. That's my other show. But um, I have some bad news. Wing Commander was only available to purchase. I did find it streaming on YouTube, dubbed in Spanish, uh, for all of our Spanish-speaking listeners, our bilingual listeners, I would I would think. Because why would you listen to this if you... Uh, only know Spanish. So, I have to skip it. But I did enjoy the movie, Rewatching the movie, uh, Lara Croft, Tomb Raider from 2001. It is available streaming on HBO Max for those of you that would like to partake in the same film odyssey that I'm on with you here. And uh, let's see, it was rated PG-13. Solid PG-13 film. Uh, box office 131, which might be the top. Actually, I don't know if I have the list from last week. I don't know if it... Yeah, it does have worldwide box office listed. Um, so if you look at the box office, okay? So we've talked about tons of movies, right? So far. Uh, we talked about Super Mario Brothers, which did 38 million worldwide. Uh, Double Dragon did four. You know, not not the best. Uh, and then we had a huge jump. Street Fighter did 99 million. Mortal Kombat did 124, which is huge. You know, if you're looking at these movies, these numbers. Uh, Annihilation did 51. Wing Commander, even though I unfortunately did not get to see it, I found out Matthew Lillard was in it, and I was like, ah, oh, I can't afford this. <laughs> All right. Wing Commander did 12, 11, 12, so 11.5 million. So we're looking at all these numbers, the highest being 124 with Mortal Kombat, uh, where Lara Croft did 274 million. And we're not really going to get to see that broke until much later in the podcast. So $274 million worldwide. For a movie that apparently wasn't that good, according to the critics, I really, really enjoyed it. I really did. Director Simon West, okay? So if you look at his directorial efforts uh, throughout his life, there have been um, some hits and some misses, we'll say. Uh, But I will say, 
unknowing to me, uh, he was the director of Con Air. And I love Con Air. Like, I, I like it way more than most people should like a movie. Like, it's it's an unbelievable movie to me. And I don't know why, but it's great. It's the greatest, greatest movie about a plane ever made, in my opinion. All right. So, came out in 2000, released in theaters June 15th, 2001. I watched the trailer as well before I... Watch the movie because I like to see what they give away in the trailer. The only issue, I mean, I have an issue with like that, you know, the scene where she's running from the bullets, you know, on the, on the, on the wire thing, because um, that seems a little over the top. But if you look at some of the movies back then, if you look at the 2000 era, right, of all the different movies, the over the top action, and then you kind of compare it to what we see in like Ant Man and Wasp. Quantumania or any kind of movie that Disney spits out uh, and puts a Marvel sticker on it, they're not, I mean, they're just as over the top, you know? I don't know, I don't know what the reviews are for the uh, the Tomb Raider here, but because I don't pre-read anything, I go in blind and then I often say the wrong words and I come off as unintelligent, which is fine, I'm I'm perfectly acceptable, uh, accepting of being considered unintelligent. But, um, yeah, let's get into the reviews. I just hope that nobody's like, oh, it's over the top. And then, like, they're giving Thor Love and Thunder a 9 out of 10. You know, it's like, come on. Come on. You can't you can't do that. Uh, 20%. So it's at a 20%. Now let's see what, uh, let's go to top critics here. And we shall see what they say. All right, Common Sense Media quote, Some great action sequences, but not much else. See, I thought she did a great version of Lara Croft. I really did. And I enjoyed her father, uh, not only Lara's, but Angelina Jolie's father. I thought John Voight uh, led a great, you know, figure in the film. I thought he, I thought it was great. Uh, Chicago Reader, quote, A movie based on a video game that's unafraid to look absurd, but lacks the self-conviction needed to come off as camp. Yeah, it's definitely not camp. Uh, There's a lot of one-liners, which could make someone perceive that it's supposed to be a campy film. But really, it's just fun. You know, I think that there's a fine line between funny and campy, right? And the movie's not funny. Uh, the movie isn't campy. It's just enjoyable. So you can get over it. Empire Magazine, quote, Not disastrous, but somewhat disappointing nonetheless. Well, Empire Magazine is disappointing. Guardian, quote, In the end, for all her for all her burbabe sexiness, ugh, there is something just a wee bit humorless about Angelina Jolie. Uh, her character is not a comedian in the film. I don't know what burbabe sexiness means, but I th- I find it offensive. I'm not sure. And again, that's from The Guardian, if you want to write them a letter. Washington Post, quote, Loud, banal, empty, frenzied, plasticized, flavorless, drab, violent in a bloodless way, and sexy in a sexless way. Huh. Interesting. 
I didn't know that was going to be a theme. Um, I, I don't know. Okay. I guess people are watching it with the wrong lens, in my opinion. Uh, BBC.com, quote, a lackluster start to what is nonetheless sure to be an extremely lucrative franchise. Eh, didn't end up that way. It really didn't really really end up that way. I mean, you know, financially, it, it was a huge hit, obviously. Austin Chronicle, quote, right now, my greatest fear in life are the words Tomb Raider 2. Wow. Zero out of five. It's kind of a jerk move. Kind of a jerk move. I don't see what was so bad about it. You know, I would actually probably take that exact review and put it towards the majority of Marvel films. So, right now, my greatest fear in life are the words Ant-Man 4. All right, Rolling Stone, quote, In the Department of Numbing Ineptitude... Oh, the pacing runs a neck-and-neck race with the dialogue. Rolling Stone, Peter Travers. Hmm. Village Voice, quote, So pandering and pebble-brained, you'd guess it had been test-screened on barnyard animals. So that's kind of why I'm doing this. This, uh, the Nerdbotomy season, because I feel so much disrespect for the video gaming community and we are a community we really are you know i used to host a video game podcast by far my highest rated podcast uh by far the most listeners by far the most engagement uh because it really is a community a community that respects different aspects of different things and is able to kind of discern you know what is put in for enjoyment, what is put in for some sort of uh, fan service with uh, different kind of Easter eggs and different things like that. And you get these reviews uh, from individuals who do not respect the community. And they're basically, you know, like, oh, this is like nerdy stuff. And they're just like completely disrespectful of, of all of us. And... They think that they can use cool words like pebble-brained and comparing us to barnyard animals. And it's just kind of gross, you know? It really is. Uh, Hollywood Reporter, quote, There is more tension in Jolie's t-shirts than in the dramatic action. Ugh, why are people... Why are people going down this road? Um, she is a human being, Hollywood Reporter. Um, and I expect you to treat her as such. Slate, quote, Jolie's glittering libidinous impudence, oh, jeez, gives the packaged piece of corporate schlock a strange integrity, perhaps even a soul. Really, that was all just gibberish to me from Slate. Uh, Slant magazine, I guess these are in alphabetical. I just now realized that. Because, um, I mean, well, not completely, right? Because Slate would come be, come after Slant. Slant Magazine, quote, Angelina Jolie was born to play Laura Croft, but Simon West makes her journey into a game of Frogger. And I think they're referring to the scene where she's, you know, jumping 
through obstacles and um, but in the game it is you know partially a puzzle game and that's actually one of the aspects that makes the game so versatile right so you're not only going around shooting things Tomb Raider 2 or something shooting dinosaurs but you're also solving puzzles that are actually quite complex and to compare that to Frogger, a video game reference that uh, only they could make, someone who doesn't play video games, you know, you could almost make her journey into a game of Tomb Raider. Not Frogger. It makes her journey into a game of Tomb Raider. We don't need 70s arcade references at this point. All right, Toronto Star, quote, Tomb Raider's preoccupation with time is puzzling given the movie's leisurely pace. You know, it is kind of a good pace. Um, I, you know, they're, they're acting. That's a bad review. But um, I enjoy the pacing of the film. I thought it was, uh, it isn't too like, bum, 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 bum. you know, it's kind of like uh, Indiana Jones, in a way, the first one. Uh, just kind of, the it's a journey. It's a journey. All right, finally, we'll do one more. Newsday, it's a popular um, positive, popular and positive, in my opinion, uh, <laughs> review. Quote, highly anticipated adaptation of the popular computer game is uneven. The popular computer game is uneven. Sometimes awkward. But Angelina Jolie makes the title character a virtual icon of female competence and cooth. That's right. She does. She did make it an icon. And this computer game, which I did play it on PC, you know, I'm not, I'm not uh, talking about that, but just you could just say video game. You don't, you don't have to say, you know, what format you're referencing because you have no idea what you're talking about. But um, yeah, it's uh, it's a good movie. Right now, I would I would probably say if I were to give it a new score. You know, taking out things like, oh, special effects, oh, those rock, those rock statues didn't look realistic. It's at least a six. It is at least a six, not a 20%, two out of 10. It is at least a six. Uh, the audience score is a 47, which I feel is a little low. But you kind of have to watch it now. Watch it again. Give it a shot, you know. You have to really look at everything, the... The set design, the different locations, just uh, watch it as a film critic who plays video games, and I think you'll come away with a higher score than 47, uh, because it's pretty well done, and I enjoyed watching it. I really did. Now, next week... Oh, okay. Next week is another big title... Uh, this time from uh, Capcom, where, I don't know, things could get interesting. Um, I haven't seen this film in quite a long time, but I used to really, really enjoy it. So it'll be interesting to see, hmm, to see if it holds up. All right, so until next week, thank you as always for listening. Make sure to tune in to Buffalo Soapstone on Saturday. This show comes out on Sundays. And uh, we're going to keep on keeping on and keep on talking about video game movies until things get a little too, little too difficult. Uh, because I do, I, I am a little worried. I'm not worried about next week, but I am worried about the weeks to come. <laughs> 
All right. So again, thank you. And we'll talk to you later.